0: All right, so welcome back to the Stephen and Schweikert Show. This is episode two. I'm Stephen Kishpa. I'm joined by Matthew Schweikert. And today we're going to talk some baseball.
1: Yep, we're going to take a look at one of the better drafts in recent memory. We're going to do a redraft of the 2011 draft, which is, I mean, this was a really, really good draft. I mean, yeah, it's
0: unbelievably deep i came up with about a 33 person big board let me double check to see if that's right yeah 33 people and like just the fact that i can name you know 33 you know decent starters in the mlb or like just decent players in the mlb is just like a testament to just absolutely how loaded this draft class is
1: well and not only decent major league players but 31 guys that are big enough names That there's only one of them that I can't tell you off the top of my head who they play for right now. Really? Yeah. Like of the thirty of the thirty-one guys on my big board, there was only one where I went, "Oh yeah, that's who he plays for now."
0: Yeah, I mean, if once I like, once we get through this draft, like I think you and I are both going to hear names, like because maybe you have a different big board than me. Like, we're both going to hear names be like, wow, you! I completely forgot about him. But, yeah, like, you know, yeah. I recognize that.
1: Name. Yeah, I'm sure, like, the top six or seven are pretty similar on our big boards. Cause, yeah, probably. Because the very top of this draft, like, there's a definite drop-off between the top six or seven um, uh-huh. and everybody else. But even, uh-huh. like, again, once you get down into the 20s, like, you're still getting, like, legitimately productive major leaguers. And, like, some of these guys are young enough that they haven't necessarily peaked yet. So yeah, exactly. you know, we haven't even seen all of the production that we're going to get out of this draft. So real quick, I'm going to go over the real top 10 before we right. start. So Stephen and I, we're going to do the first 30 picks, so not quite the entire first round. Um, so in real life, the top 10, Garrett Cole went number one to the Pirates, Danny Holson went number two to the Mariners. (laughs) Uh, Trevor Bauer went number three to the Diamondbacks. Dylan Bundy went number four to the Orioles. Bubba Starling went number five to the Royals. Anthony Rendon, my main man, went number six to the Nationals. Uh, Archie Bradley went number seven to the Diamondbacks. Francisco Lindor went number eight to the Indians. Javi Baez went number nine to the Cubs. And Corey Spangenberg went 10th to the Padres. So that was the real top 10. We're going to redraft the top 30. And we decided this ahead of time. Steven, you have the first pick. So whenever you're ready, get us going here.
0: All right. Uh, First, I'm just going to explain how we're just going to do it real quick. Um, You know, we're just going to go back and forth. We're not going to do Snake, are we?
1: No, let's like, just do back and forth since there's okay. only two of us.
0: Okay, sounds perfect to me. All right, with the first overall pick in the 2011 redo MLB draft, the Pittsburgh Pirates select not Garrett Cole, but this should be obvious, especially for you, uh Mookie Betts. Yeah, uh, sh- shortstop. Fun fact: out of John Overton High School. Um. Oh. Yeah, he was drafted as a shortstop. Uh, four-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove, three-time Silver, Silver Slugger, you know, MVP, batting title, you know, 2018 World Series champ. I mean, what else is there to yeah. say? You can easily make a case that he's the second-best player in baseball, and the Dodgers just got so much better after they traded for him for basically nothing, and I'm yeah. still upset about originally, that.
1: originally went in the fifth round, 172nd overall. Um, to the Red Sox in this draft, yeah, that's a pick that doesn't really need much explaining. Yeah, I mean, at his best, he's probably the second or third best outfielder or second or third best position player in baseball, depending on how you feel about Cody Bellinger or Christian Yelich. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy at his best is right up there with the very best in baseball. And yeah, like you said, the Dodgers, I mean, that was a heist they pulled off to get to get him out of Boston
0: and I'm still extraordinarily upset about that because as if they needed, you know, a better outfielder yeah. than Cody Bellinger.
1: All right, you are up, sir. So with the second overall pick, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to go with the safe pick, and I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Really? I, so for me, it was down to Cole and Frankie Lindor for this pick. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go with with Cole right now. He's the best pitcher in baseball. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how that contract with the Yankees holds up. But I mean, the dude was just absolutely dominant in 2019. I'm not really sure how he didn't win the Cy Young. Like, as much as I respect the greatness of Justin Berlander, like Garrett Cole won Cy Young this Um. In 2019, he went 25 with a 2.50 ERA, posted six and a half WAR, 212 and a third innings pitched, 326 strikeouts. I mean, the guy was just pure dominant this year.
0: The reason I made that noise is because obviously I have a uh, an opinion on who the best pitcher in baseball is, but obviously you can, I think you can make a case for Garrett Cole.
1: Yeah, as I, a Mets fan, there.
0: you should know who I think is the best pitcher in baseball.
1: Well, and as a Nationals fan, you know who I think is right up there. Yeah, exactly. But, but nobody I mean, can argue how dominant Garrett Cole's been. Yeah, well, and what he did in his two years in Houston was just absurd. I mean, like, talk about a career resurgence. Yeah, they traded for him when his value had ne- had quite literally never been lowered coming off a a pretty mediocre 2017 season with the Pirates. I mean, they got him for spare parts, basically.
0: Yeah, they traded uh, Joe Musgrove, Michael Feliz, Colin Moran, and Jason Martin for him.
1: Colin Moran, University of North Carolina legend. Another uh, power-hitting corner infielder for Carolina that didn't translate into the Big leagues. Mhm you got that right. He does have a magnificent beard though. He does. He does. And he was a he was a ton of fun to watch at Carolina.
0: But yeah, you're so right. 12 and 12 four, two, 6 like when he, when they traded for him, I was like, "Dang, they gave up four players? Now it it looks like
1: a heist." Yeah.
0: And I cannot believe they didn't win a World Series with him.
1: Dude, honestly, I'm a Nationals fan and I still don't know how they won that. Like I I don't. <laughs> so- I- <laughs> Yes, Your guess is as good as mine. So that pick was for the Mariners, who went with Danny Holtson, second overall in real life.
0: Who, honestly, I'd never heard of until we began to do this.
1: He didn't make his Major League debut until this year. Really? Yeah, with the Cubs. Yikes. Safe to say the Mariners screwed that pick up. Yeah, I mean... Coming right. out of college, yeah, it was a safe pick. I mean, he won the John Olerud Award in 2011, which goes to the best two-way, two-way player in baseball. Yeah, I mean, sh- shoulder injuries yeah. destroyed this guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the hard
0: part about protecting, you know, prospects. You yeah. never know um, how injuries
1: will affect them. Pitching prospects especially because they're one bad pitch from destroying their arm. Mhm, absolutely. All right. Fun fact, I actually had Garrett Cole
0: fourth on my board. Wow. Um because um I had two I had aside from that I had two players ahead of him and I'm I'm about to pick one of them now. Um so with the third overall pick, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks select Francisco Lindor shortstop Mont, Montverde Academy.
1: And that's um, in third, that's exactly where I had him on my board.
0: Um, God, what like it's like bets. Like, what is there to say about him? He's the best shortstop in baseball. I really don't think that's a disputable, indisputable fact. Like, you can make an argument for a couple of other guys, but I think Lindor's the best shortstop in baseball. Um, four time All Star, two time Silver Slugger, Platinum Glove Award winner, two time Gold Glove winner. Uh, career 27.6 wins above replacement. Um, he's got three top 10 MVP finishes, should have won a rookie of the year, but last that went to Carlos Correa. Um, But like I said, he's one of the pre- uh, premier defenders in baseball. Um He is probably the best shortstop in baseball. Like, what else is there to say about Frankie? Plus, he's like one of the more lovable guys in yeah. baseball, too.
1: Yeah, Frankie Lindor is a guy that you just pencil into your lineup for a decade plus. And there's... Unless you're the owner. Unless you're the Indians. Indians and you won't spend money. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's, that's a guy that can be the face of your franchise for years and years to come. Because, yeah, like you said, the, the off the field is is there with him, too, in terms of being a guy that's pretty universally beloved. Like, I
0: really can't think of anybody that hates
1: on Francisco Lindor. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's one of the, the most lovable players in the game.
0: And the original pick was Trevor Bauer of the Diamondbacks, so not really that bad of a pick, but he did not pan out for the Diamondbacks, really at all. He he got traded to the Indians, yeah. um, in a three-team deal. He never really figured it out in Arizona,
1: but which they got once he got to Cleveland, he figured it out. Which they got Didi Gregorius and Tony Sipp out of that. Mm-hmm. Train, I mean, that's which wasn't not the worst. Yeah, I mean, that's not horrible for the for the Diamondbacks. Didi. Had his bet was better as a Yankee than he was as a Diamondback, but I mean, Tony Sip was a above average reliever for a good stretch there, so exactly. I mean,
0: and like I said, Bauer really never figured it out in Arizona anyway, so like the fact that they got two productive major league players out of him and um Brian Shaw, um,
1: just you know goes to show that hey, they made a good deal out of it, at least, yeah, exactly. All right, so we're on to the fourth pick now, which in real life was the Baltimore Orioles who took Dylan Bundy, who I mean, could have gone worse. Bundy perfectly average.
0: I think I think it's just the fact that he played in Baltimore. That's just where pitching
1: careers go to die nowadays. Well, and he got there right at the end of their... He he showed up in the big leagues like as a regular in the big leagues right towards the end of their their little run that they had in the, the early mid-2010s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was just put in a tough spot. So I really wanted to save this guy for number six so that I could uh, send him to the Nationals. But uh, I got to take Anthony Rendon here at four um, for the that's, Orioles. That's a good pick. We're gonna pretend that Manny Machado doesn't exist in this uh, exercise for the Orioles. Um, but when, yeah, I completely yeah, forgot that he played. Yeah, for the Rendon uh, career year. Last year for the Nationals, um, hit 319, led the league in RBIs, you know, uh, slugging percentage 598, on base percentage 412, made his first all star team, had his, had a, was an MVP finalist, won his second silver slugger, I mean, and then signed that mega contract with the Angels. I mean, this is a guy that is peaking right now, I think. And, you know, and, You know, you've known me for forever, and you've um, for the longest time, I've been the driver of the Anthony Rendon is the most underappreciated player in baseball bandwagon. That has been my shtick for the last four years probably. I mean, and this guy, you know, it's not a stretch to call him the best third baseman in baseball. I'm not sure I would go quite that far. But, again, this is another guy you just – pencil him into the middle of your lineup and forget about it he's gonna hit and he's an above average defender too
0: no i mean yeah for years you have been the conductor of the anthony rendown is the most underrated player in baseball hype train and for years for a couple of years i just decided to ignore you but once i saw what he started doing to the Mets, I, i had no choice but to start
1: believing you honestly yeah and probably the most valuable position player on a world series champion so I mean, without a doubt. And, like,
0: he's also probably the most quiet player imaginable. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard him say anything controversial or even interesting at all?
1: No. Not at
0: all. The only time I've ever seen him, like, do anything interesting was when he got called on a third strike against the Mets that he thought was kind of low. And so he literally tossed his bat towards his his dugout
1: and got ejected for it. He tossed his bat and glared at the ump. and didn't say a word, and they got him tossed. Yeah, that's... I mean, I remember, like, after the Nationals won Game 7, they were all celebrating on the field, and I'm like, Anthony Rendon looks like he just finished a Sunday league game. Like, the, no, like, yeah, the dude is a cyborg. I mean, and, and the thing, the shtick with him, like, around the Nationals was, this guy has the slowest heartbeat in baseball. I mean, and it's true, like... You know, he had so many yeah. big hits during that run for the Nationals. I mean, just, you know, and even though he left in free agency, like nobody in DC begrudges him, you know? One of the, cl- I mean, he wanted to get one hit. of the cleanest superstar divorces we've ever seen. Without a doubt. And he also won the uh, Dick Houser Trophy. Fun fact. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, which is the, uh, the player for uh not the player wow uh the award for best college baseball player that's right and the, for anybody listening yeah
1: and the only reason he fell to 6 in the draft was because of injury concerns which he, we he has had a few injuries um, with the nationals has only played 150 games twice Limited to eighty games in twenty fifteen, but you know, other than that, I mean, dude, just like I said, he flat out hits. Oh yeah, and like you said, he plays in a pretty above average third,
0: third base too. All right, that's who I had third on my big board. Actually, like when you when I heard you like be surprised that I had Cole fourth, that's who I that's had how- third. I had Rendon third. Like I think mostly because his career WAR is higher, so he's you know he's been productive longer. Yeah. But like in real life, like I probably would have taken Cole, but like alas, it's I had run down third on my big board. All right, number five. All right. So the original pick was Bubba Starling, uh, for the Royals, who was an outfielder from some high school in Kansas, yeah, I think uh, Gardner Edgerton. I think he was a school. Kansas City kid. That was part of why they picked him. Yeah, obviously he has not panned out. Um, he, I think he just got called up this year as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean he's still with the and Royals. and he didn't, he didn't really do much in his debut. I mean, it's not like the Royals are a good organization to be a part of at the moment. But you know, he really hasn't done much since he got called up. Uh, so with the fifth pick, I will be taking for the Royals uh, George Springer out of Connecticut University. Um, so we stick with the outfield pick. Um, so they still get, you know, their star outfielder that can they can build around. Um, three All-Star appearances, uh, two, uh, a top eight MVP finish last year. He won two Silver Sluggers. Um, you know, he was a World Series MVP as well. Won a ring with the Astros. Although, you know, you can debate on whether or not yeah, that one is, that ring is credible. Yeah, that that team. You can, you can debate all you want on whether or not that, you know, that ring means anything. But he was the World Series MVP for that team. Um, he is, you know, one of the main Astro players that you can build around along with, you know, Correa and Altuve. Um, he has a career uh, 25.4 war, which is, you know, which is a lot higher than I thought. And he posted a 6.4 last year, which is, you know, very, very above average. You can almost call it elite uh one he had a 150 ops plus which means he was a better than he was better than uh 50 he was 50 percent better than the average hitter um nine uh 974 ops and uh the royals don't really have to do much with this pick because they took an outfielder originally and they're taking an outfielder now
1: yeah i mean and he would have worked out to be a perfect successor to the uh lorenzo Kane, alex gordon Duo that they had on that, on their World Series team. So, yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been a good pick for them. So, I actually had Springer, I had Springer sixth on my board. So, the guy that I had fifth and then I'm going to take here with the sixth pick for my Washington Nationals um, is Javi Bayan. Gotcha. He's a guy. um, So, he originally went. Ninth overall pick to the Cubs, who he still plays for. He's a guy, his career numbers don't match up to some of the other guys in this draft, but that's because, you know, he really didn't take off until 2018. Um, That was when he finished second in the MVP race to Christian Jelic. Um, He's been an all-star each of the last two years, won a silver slugger in 2018, this past year. Hit 281, 29 homers, 85 RBIs. OBP, 316, so a little lower than you would want. Um, OPS plus, 113, so a well above average hitter. But what sets him apart really is his defense. I mean, this guy is a premium defender and can play either middle infield spot. You know, he's a guy that, you know, he's a natural shortstop but just because the Nationals have Trey Turner doesn't mean they couldn't you know plug him into this team they could very easily put him in at second base. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, I'm not yeah,
0: I'm not really going to debate you on that pick. Uh fun fact though, I had him slotted just below another shortstop. I mean, I had these two interchangeable for, like, the longest time. I, like, yeah. I really couldn't find my and I think I know who you're, difference between these. And if you're these. talking
1: about who you think I'm talking about. You think I'm talking if about. You, if you're talking about who you think I'm talking oh. about, it's the, the next guy I had on my board. I had Springer between him and Baez, but yeah.
0: All right. Um. So you got done explaining your pick. So we're at the seventh pick, another Arizona Diamondbacks pick. They originally took Archie Bradley, um, pitcher out of – Broken Arrow Senior Broken Arrow Senior High School in Oklahoma who, you know, hasn't been too bad for them. He had that one really elite yeah, year. And but, this was a, you know, since then he's just yeah, been And this was
1: a comp pick they got. Their 2010 first rounder. Um yeah, signed.
0: For not signing Barrett yeah. Lou. Um I don't I I might surprise you here. I'm not 100% sure. So with the 7th pick, I will be taking Trevor Story shortstop out of Irving High School.
1: Yeah, and that's – I had Story right there at seven on my big board. And, yeah, I agree with you on him and Baez being pretty much interchangeable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking for a long time. I was like, you know, Javier swings and misses a lot, but so does Story. Story plays in a, you know, pretty hitter-friendly park. But, you know, he plays good defense, and he's still no pretty above-average hitter. Um, You know, a couple of all-star appearances for Story. uh, Two silver sluggers for him. Uh got off to a really hot start in Colorado. I, he hit like, I think home runs in his first four ish game. I think four or five games. Let me look that up real quick. But like I said, like he got off to a really hot start, unfortunately got injured. So his rookie year was cut short. And then the next, the next year he, you know, went through a sophomore slump, but you know, with 2018 and 2019 um, he finally, you know, found his groove uh, all-star appearances in both years uh Silver Sloggers both years um finished 8th in MVP voting in 2018 he finished 12th last season and you know this is a guy who can you know provide you above average defense he he's a a pretty elite hitter he had a 917 OPS last year uh one he had a 118 OPS plus last year which means he was 18% better than league average that's probably because he plays half of his game in co- games in Coors Field but he Posted a 6.1 war, which you know is very promising for a guy who's still relatively young. He's only 27. And you know, with this pick, um, you know, the diamondbacks get another quality hitter. Unfortunately, they I don't believe they get a pitcher. Yeah, they they don't, but you still get an elite shortstop who's, you know, easily a top five shortstop in the league. And he provides, like I said, provides a great defense base
1: running and hitting. Yeah, and I I think that's a good pick. Like I said, I had him right there at seven on my big board. He originally went with the 45th pick in the supplemental first round. So now we're on to the eighth pick, which was originally the Indians who took Lindor, who's off the board. So for me, this is where the drop off on my board kind of started. Yeah, you know, I felt that these top seven that we just went over were considerably better than anyone else we have below this. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the eighth pick, I'm going to take Blake Snell. Really? He, to me has the, so he has the highest ceiling of anybody I kind of had in this area on my board. Um, 2018 Cy Young Award winner when he posted a 2.0, 2.04 ERA. No, excuse me, 1.89 ERA with the raise, went 21 and 5. Let's do what you want with pitcher wins. Um, only 180 innings. I remember that was one of the big debates over whether or not he should win the Cy Young. Um, ERA plus of 217, that led the league. Also led the league in hits allowed per nine innings. Um, his whip was under one that year. Made the all-star team, finished top ten of the MVP. Struggled with injuries last year. Um, limited, limited him to 23 starts and only 107 innings. Um, but this guy, when he's healthy and on his game, is right up there with the very best in baseball.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I I was kind of surprised actually. I had Snell personally tenth on my big board. I had uh one pitcher ahead of him, and the only reason I had this this guy ahead of him was, you know, this guy's been incon- a little bit more consistent for Snell longer. Because outside of that, you know, that Cy Young year, he's been kind
1: of inconsistent. Yeah, you know, but also a guy that still pretty young, only three four years in the big leagues. Um. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe he can still get better. You know, we'll see if, was, if 2018 was just a flash in the pan or if he can get get healthy and get back to where he was in 2018. Yeah, for me, it came down to just that ceiling. Like, if this is really a guy that can be competing for Cy every year, you know, that's a guy you take every single time with the eighth pick.
0: Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. Like you said, he definitely has the highest ceiling. Like, his stuff is incredible. Like, his curveball is disgustingly yeah. filthy. But, you know, he's just had to battle injuries and just a little bit of inconsistency. Uh, But that's not a bad pick. I was just surprised because I just like hearing the, you know, difference we have in our big boards. All right. So with the um, ninth overall pick for the Chicago Cubs, they originally took Javier Baez, one pick after Lindor um, uh, out of Arlington Country Day High School in Florida. I'm going to, I might surprise you with this one. I'm not 100%
1: sure, but with the eighth overall pick, I will ninth be taking pick. Marcus. And, I mean, that surprises me a little bit. That, I had him on 11th best. on my board, so it's not a huge reach with what I had on my board. Um, The two guys mm-hmm. I have between him and Snell at eight are two pitchers that are, that have pretty similar profiles to Snell. So, no, I think it's definitely a good pick. Another guy that really just took off recently. Yeah, and like
0: I think this guy definitely just took the crown uh, for most like quiet superstar in the league from Anthony Rendon because he posted an eight point nine WAR last year for the Oakland A's, and he finished third in MVP voting and somehow did not make the All Star team. So, in case you were, in case anybody out there is wondering that the All Star Game is still a popularity contest. Yes, absolutely. And the exists. Oakland A's. He led the league in games the played. The Oakland A's and have
1: done it again, taking one man's trash and making it their treasure.
0: Like when I say these numbers, they don't really like stand out that much. Like 285 batting average, um, 892 OPS, uh, 33 home runs. Like they don't really stand out, but like he's very consistent. Oakland is like generically a not very hitter friendly ballpark. And he's also greatly improved his defense. He had very mad defense to start his career, only posting a defensive WAR over one once in his first five seasons. But well, last year he really picked it up. He posted two point two defensive wins above replacement and seven point five, you know, offensive wins above replacement. So, like I said, I think he probably just took the, you know, title of quietest superstar away from Anthony Rendon, considering Rendon yeah, just got that exactly.
1: And again, playing for the A's, who have probably more roster churn than any other team in the league. Like, it's kind of hard to be an established star on a team like that. But, yeah, no, he was a huge part of that team that um, made it back to the wild card game this year. So, yeah, no, I think it's a good pick. And, they, you know, the Cubs still yeah. get their shortstop stop in the future. So, okay, so we're at the 10th pick now. Yeah. And I'm going yes. to go with someone who I originally had lower down my big board, but after looking at some of the guys above him, I decided to revise that. Um, so with the tenth pick, which will be to the San Diego Padres, I am going to take Sonny Gray. That's a that's
0: a good pick. I had him twelve. He's a little bit lower, like, like you said. Yeah. No, that's the thing about Sonny Gray is like,
1: his Yankees tenure went so poorly that we forget how good of a pitcher he was outside of that that stretch, which was basically a year and a half. Um, he made eleven starts for them in 2017 and twenty three starts for them in 2018. So basically, like a year's worth of starts. Where he just wasn't very good, but we, you know, we forget how, how good he was at times and at times in Oakland, and he was quietly, really, really good for the the Reds last year. Uh, this is, yeah, this is a guy who, oh, one hundred percent, you know, because he failed so publicly with the Yankees, has kind of gone back to for a little bit.
0: So, he was my fourth pitcher on my big board, but like you said, he really had a career resurgence in Cincinnati last year, which is, you know, a very hitter-friendly ballpark. and Yeah, posted 5.6 war, um, 2870
1: RA, 205 strikeouts in 175 and a third innings. Um, You know, this guy was was pretty good. Um, Some of the advanced metrics, FIP wasn't quite as kind to him, but still – 3.42. 3.42. That's, that's still pretty good. Um, ERA plus of 158, which was actually a career high for him. Um, made the All-Star team, which was his second All-Star team, at his second top 10 Cy Young finish. Um, so yeah, I mean this you know, he was never a guy that you're going to say, oh, this guy's going to be the ace of a team that's going to win the World Series, but but still a very good, well-above-average Major League pitcher when he's, when he's at his best.
0: You made a really good point about his failure you know, being so public because I just remember every time I saw him pitch, he just could not seem to do anything right with the Yankees.
1: Yeah, well, and whenever someone either succeeds or fails with the Yankees, it's just magnified tenfold. Number one, because of the, the size of the New York media. You know, we saw this, we see the same thing happen in other sports. You know, in what other sport would a team like the Knicks get talked about so much? You know, in what other city? St- None. Yeah. Like if they played exactly. in Charlotte, they would market, not be talked exactly. about whatsoever. Um, and, you know, in what other market does a team like the Jets get talked about as much as they do? So it's kind of the same thing. You know, the New York media and the size of their fan base and the rabidness of their fan base, yeah, it just magnifies. Every single thing that you do, and some guys, you know, I don't know if the pressure got to him or if he just picked a really bad time to have a bad year, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, that failure was just completely magnified. Did the Yankees trade him or did they release him? I'm not 100% certain. I will look that up real quick to the Reds for shed long in a competitive balance draft pick. Exactly.
0: Who is Shad Long? Uh, Somebody that the Reds ended up flipping to the Mariners for Josh Stowers. So it's safe to say the Reds won that trade. All right. So with the 11th pick... This is the Houston Astros pick, which who they uh, originally took George Springer. Uh, so with the 11th pick, I'm actually going to uh, – I might surprise you here, but I'm going to take his Bauer teammate, Trevor Bauer.
1: Tenth on my board originally. I have yeah, Bauer. The, the guy I have at nine at hindsight isn't looking real good, and I think he's going to end up falling quite a bit. But, yeah, I mean, this was right around the range I had. I had Bowers. No, I don't really think it's a reach at all.
0: No, yeah, I mean, he was really good coming out of UCLA. Like, I, like we mentioned earlier, never really could figure it out in Arizona, but once he got to Cleveland, you know, he put together a couple of solid years before he broke out in 2018. He pitched um, 175 in a third inning, uh, led the league in FIP, had 221 strikeouts, finished sixth in the Cy Young voting, made his first All Star team. Um, this is a guy that the analytics really like. Um, you know, he he always has like really good. Like like advanced numbers, but you know, with the eyeball test, he, he really doesn't pass. Last year was just a complete misfire on all steps for him. He went 11 and 13 with a 4 4 8 when I predicted him to win the Cy Young Award. But the reason the advanced metrics are so kind to him is because he strikes a lot of people out. He, um, this was a career best for innings pitch for him. He finished the year with, um, a total of 100, 213 innings pitched and two hundred fifty three strikeouts. But, um, like I said, once he got to Cincinnati, he really couldn't figure it out. He had a six point three nine ERA with them. Yeah, and the other thing with Bowers is just
1: not good. kind of an oddball personality. Um, so not a great clubhouse mm-hmm. fit everywhere. You know, that's not to say he's a he's a bad human being or anything. It's just you know, like him and Garrett Cole didn't get along at, at UCLA. That's something that's been covered before. So yeah, he's just. Kind of an interesting character, but yeah, no, I think it's it's decent value to get him. It, let's see, that was the eleventh pick, right? Yeah, uh, the so pick. with the twelfth pick, um, which was originally the Milwaukee Brewers, who took Taylor Youngman um, with that pick out of Texas. So I'm going to go with Bauer's former teammate in Cleveland, Mike Clevenger who originally went Wow, in the fourth round of this draft, 135th pick overall. Clevenger is another guy that has fallen under the radar and become really underappreciated just because of how good those pitching staffs in Cleveland have been over the last few years. You know, with, with Bauer and with Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco. Um, you know, we kind of forget... Yeah, exactly. We kind of have Even forgotten how are. good of a pitcher um, Mike Clevenger is. Three two zero career ERA in three full seasons, basically. Um, career ERA plus of one forty one. Um, strikes out, you know, for his career he struck out ten batters for every nine innings. Last year. Uh, injuries limited him to 21 starts but he posted a 2.71 era and 4.1 war wow Uh, 4.1 war and 21 starts is not bad at all hasn't been any all-star teams hasn't won any awards um but a guy who who quietly has become a really really good pitcher
0: No, you're 100% right. Mike Clevenger, uh, he was a little bit lower on my big board. He was actually uh, 15. So that's why I said, wow. Um, But I don't think that's a bad pick at all. He definitely is one of the more underrated pitchers in baseball. But I think, yeah, he's like, I think my seventh uh, pitcher on the big board. Uh, One of of the pitchers on the big board, uh, I think you and I, kind of agreed that this pick like looking back on it like with this player like in hindsight is not really going to give you much value but like talent wise he's absolutely worth it so 13th pick new york mets took brandon nimmo outfielder out of cheyenne east high school in wyoming one of my personal favorite players but i'm definitely not going to take him here um the guy i'm going to take here is going to be and may he rest in peace in all and fernandez was right the fernandez.
1: guy that i struggled more than anybody else where to put him on my board because you know it's it's unfair to do this draft without mentioning Mm -hmm. him but also like you know his career was so short you know he had his rookie year Mm -hmm. then he had the tommy john year and he was back for what basically one full year before he died Uh i mean yeah, so yeah, basically it's, just, it's, yeah. it's tough to evaluate where he, he fits in here. But yeah, I mean on talent alone, he might have been a top five pick. Yeah,
0: I mean if if he were if he were still here with us, I don't think there's any doubt he probably would have been this first or second pitcher taken. But like you said, it's really hard to evaluate his career because he passed away, you know, at the age of I think twenty three or twenty four. But his, like, for the time he was here, he was absolutely unbelievable. His first season in the major leagues, not his first full season, his first season, 12 and 6, 219 ERA, 0.979 whip, and 187 strikeouts and 172 and two thirds innings, and finished third in the Cy Young voting. For a 20 year old, that this is guy absolutely
1: was, incredible. Was electric when he came up. I mean, posted 14.2 war in his career, in, in what was a pretty short career. For his career, had a 2.58 ERA in 76 starts, 589 strikeouts, and 471 in a third innings. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy was... had already become one of the best pitchers on Facebook. And when he came up, it looked like, you know, him and Stanton and Yelich were going to be the guys that finally made the Marlins relevant again. And then, you know, for... Yeah, for, that, for that circumstances death was the that had nothing to do, to do with, with baseball, baseball it just didn't happen. I
0: and th- like the main reason I'm picking this is because obviously, like maybe things could have changed, and like based on talent alone, like getting Fernandez thirteen is absolutely incredible. But like you said, like it's really difficult to evaluate how good this pick is. Because he passed away so soon, but I think um, you know just based on talent and what we saw, I think this would have been yeah a, yeah, yeah outstanding absolutely play for the
1: Mets. And if you and if you got a, a full career of this guy, I mean, this guy was was a special special pitcher. You could have argued that he was on yeah and he'd stayed it healthy, healthy at level and level avoided career. further elbow problems. Ob- ob- so his last game before his death. Was actually against the Nationals um, on September twentieth, twenty sixteen. Five days before he died, he pitched eight innings, gave up three hits, struck out twelve, walked none, no runs, got the win. I mean that that right there shows you just how good and- this guy was because you know the Nationals had one of the best offenses in of baseball that year, and he and they were on their way, and they were about to head into the playoffs, and it killed them.
0: Yeah, I mean, in before the the 8th inning started, he had given up one hit the entire yeah, game. Just And his final out uh, was Daniel Murphy who finished yeah, second the, in MVP night in the MVP special button.
1: special talent. Yeah, so with All the, right, so you're up with the 14th pick. Pick um, which originally was Fernandez to the Marlins. Um, I'm going to go with another guy who has kind of become a little bit underrated because of who he plays for, and that's and that's Josh Bell. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, finally, kind really, of, you know, a guy who was kind of talked about as this this top prospect for a really long time finally kind of put it all together for the pirates in 2019 um hit 277 thir- 37 homers um, only posted a 2.7 war a lot of that has to do with the fact that um he's fairly limited defensively um, yeah.
0: yeah and he had I a real cuz that was kind of the franchise
1: season. just became just became a, a flaming dumpster fire that entire team fell apart um, but yeah I mean OPS plus of, mm-hmm. of 143 made his first all-star appearance um, finished third in, Ricky at, in the rookie of the year voting um, in 2017 which was his first full year yeah I mean it, again like yeah didn't really put it all together until this year I mean he posted 3.6 war offensively this year, I mean, it was the it was defense that, that really kind of got him. Um, I mean, but this is a guy that mm-hmm. that looks like he's still ascending, um, and can maybe be a corner and can maybe be a cornerstone of this rebuild for the Pirates.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely an elite hitter. I think yeah. that he just had a to, to trust his second half, but you're right. I think he can be a cornerstone.
1: He's, he's basically yeah, I mean, the only thing giving that franchise help right now. To be as productive as he is, when you don't have any protection in the, in the lineup. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen that with a lot of protectors over the year that over the years where their stats aren't as good as they could be because they're not getting anything to hit because no one ahead of them or behind them is going to be able to get on base. Mm-hmm. And and that and, matters and a lot. Even though, um, all right, his batting—you know—he hit two seventy-seven. He really doesn't strike out a ton. One hundred and eight, one hundred and eighteen strikeouts really? in five hundred and twenty in six hundred and thirteen plate appearances. And yeah, I mean, considering how high strikeouts are, no, that's not bad at all around baseball these days. That's that's not a bad figure at all. So it's a guy that that makes contact and can get on base.
0: No, I like I like that pick. I had him seventeenth on my big board. I had a few. I had three players that still haven't gone off ahead of him, but I I don't think that's a bad pick at all. All right. So with the fifteenth pick, the originally to the uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they originally took Jed Bradley out of Georgia Tech, who I don't think that has was comp, accomplished it was a anything in his career. Dylan
1: Covey, who they picked in twenty ten, but didn't sign.
0: So, uh with the 15th pick, I will be taking uh
1: Colton okay, Wall. I had him six, out of I had Hawaii. Him 16 on my board.
0: Um this is a guy who is also pretty underrated. I wouldn't call him like a superstar, but he's definitely, you know, a, a very above average player. He posted a 5.2 WAR last year. Uh, never made an All-Star appearance, but he did win a gold glove uh, at the second base position uh he hit two he hit two eighty five uh seven eighty four o p s uh one oh six o p s plus so he's not really an elite offensive player but he act- absolutely is defensively um like i said a pretty underrated player um there's nothing wrong with him uh i think i'd obviously love to have him on my team and you know in terms of value you know what you're getting you're getting a guy who can run the bases play elite defense and you know, definitely make contact when you need to, when you need him to. Um, he only struck out eighty three times last year in five hundred forty nine plate appearances. So I mean yeah, I mean you know, he's it's not a flashy pick, but I like it. Slightly
1: above average hitter and a plus defender at, at second base. And you know, that's really kind of the the perfect combo. And for a team like the Cardinals that um doesn't necessarily have a singular superstar hitter because Paul Goldschmidt really isn't what he what he once was. But you know, for a team that kind of thrives off of just Making contact, mm-hmm. keeping the line moving. Yeah, he's he's perfect for a team like that. Yeah, really good, pretty good contact hitter, really good defender. Yeah, never a guy that you're going to mistake for for being a superstar or among the best in the league at his position, but definitely a really valuable guy to have and can definitely be a valuable cog on a really good team. All right, All right. so you are up with the sixteenth pick. pick was originally. Uh, the Dodgers who took Chris Reed, a pitcher out of Stanford. So I'm going to take another pitcher out of another Smart C school. I'm I am going to take I the have a professor I himself, says. Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks, another guy. I love that pick. Um, has become pretty underappreciated.
0: Yeah. He let the MLB in ERA
1: like yeah. and quietly had another four good season loud. in 2019. Yeah. He like he's not a
0: big strikeout guy. He he's yeah. Soft one contact, of the dying breed pitchers a that got to hit
1: against because you get pitches that you can hit but you can't do anything with it. Yeah. Has never because you can't make good contact exactly. Yeah. He's never made it. An and he's a
0: guy that'll give you good innings um, too.
1: Finished third in the Cy Young voting in twenty sixteen, which was when he led the league in ERA. Um, but yeah, it's never been an all-star team. You know, the last couple of years he's been an above average pitcher, but not quite approaching what he was in twenty sixteen. I mean, again, this isn't a guy that you're gonna take to be your ace, but if he's your third starter, you're in pretty good shape.
0: I think it's an absolute travesty. Yeah. He's never been an All-Star, parents, especially he for that even, season. He led the league. Anymore.
1: This past year, three, four, six R.A., not horrible. You know, and he's a guy that kind of suffers a little bit no, with not at all the what we think is the juiced ball. Um, just because he pitches to contact, and now more contact is leaving the yard, so it's it's harder on him. But you know, he's a good control pitcher. Gets soft contact. You know, perfectly. Yeah, perfectly good major league pitcher.
0: Rarely ever gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, he's not going to be a star, but he's not going to like you know be the ace on a World Series leading yeah, team. But you know, he was like if he's your two, or, two three or three starter, you're, starter on, you're on that twenty sixteen
1: Cubs team, that won the World Series. I mean, he's a world champion. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, so. Seventeen, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim originally took CJ Crone, first baseman out of Utah, who ended up playing for them for yeah. three three ish years. So Quietly you know pretty, it's pretty safe to say they got value Majority. out of him. But so you took my guy Kyle Hendricks, and you might say that this might be a reach, considering like how poorly this guy's played, but. In terms of overall career, like I don't think it's a bad pick, especially I for this position. I'm going Jackie Bradley, Bradley Jr. Bradley,
1: pretty low on my board. I actually had him all the way down at 27, um, because of what you said about the inconsistency. <laughs> like he's just so
0: he's yeah he he's somehow posted so a positive WAR last year. Like he, the year he would he made the All Star team, which was 2016. He was he was very good. Um, but since then he's kind of been meh. He's he's a below average hitter. He post He has a career 92 OPS plus, and he doesn't he doesn't really make a lot of contact or get on base that often. His career OBP is 317, but he. Plays pretty good defense. He has a Gold Glove to his name. He has a career uh, seven point two defensive WAR. Um, like, I'm happy with this pick personally, but I wish he could be a lot more consistent because he's very good defensively, and the Red Sox need him to be good. Because if he's not good, yeah, then, exactly. Like that team suffers
1: because of it. So with the 18th. Well, and this is also where this is really like where like does quality guys declines. go in in any particular order. This this was where my board I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna write these guys yeah. down. I don't really care what order I have them in. Um <laughs> Yeah. So at the eighteenth. This is play, where we start ending the draft, which was originally Sonny Gray. I'm gonna take a guy that I see as kind of a less erratic Jackie Bradley, and that is Kevin Pilar. So Pilar originally unbelievable in the 32nd round of this draft. The 979th that overall pick. And, you know, the Blue Jays got great value out of that spot. I mean, you know, you could fill an entire YouTube video with his defensive highlights. You know, when he was the starting center fielder for the, the Blue Jays was far and away the best, to me, the best defensive center fielder in baseball, yet he has never won a gold glove, which is astonishing to me. I think it's because he
0: had the absolute unfortunate designation exactly. of not only playing yeah. in the same league, but the same division as Zizek exactly.
1: Who...
0: Like Pilar it's only really going to give you value yeah. in, I mean, defensively. Not the... But he's not going like to give you a lot of The defender value
1: that he once was um, hasn't posted a defensive war above 0. .1 since 2017. Um, you know, he's an average-ish hitter. Jeez, By OPS+, he's a little bit below average, but um, he posted in 156 games with the Giants in 2019 he posted 1.9 offensive war so i mean not horrendous um he got an mvp vote oh, man. he finished 22nd in the
0: mvp week. voting did he really
1: i mean oh my god yeah who do they let vote yeah, they literally the let somebody vote i swear the off season um one year four and four point two five million. I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. He's a perfectly average outfielder. All right, so I
0: was originally also going to go with a very defensive pick at nineteen for the Red Sox, but at this point in the draft, since you can really put, like, anybody in order. I'm going to try to go, like, kind of based on need, like, what they originally did. So, the Red Sox originally took Matt Barnes, who, uh, right-handed pitcher out of UConn, who is uh, st- who still plays for the Red Sox. So, they they are still getting value out of him. But, I'm going to take another right-handed okay, pitcher, and that Bundy was Bundy.
1: on this section of my board where I was just like, okay, here's a half-dozen pitchers that bounce somewhere between slightly below average and slightly above average, and I'm just going to write them all down and not really pay attention to what order they're in. Um. So.
0: No, I agree. He, I, I think I watched a yeah. video where so I had him they explained that he board, was the most you yeah, for,
1: for taking him there.
0: I'm going to fourth. Okay, so he was originally taken second, or not second, my bad, fourth, my bad, Um, because he had just great, like, raw physical gifts. He could. He used to be able to throw in the 100s with both a four-seam and two-seam fastball. He had a really no, nice I cutter, got, great curveball. I, I think the Orioles just really pretty, earth. you know? And I also, yeah, and I also attest that to just how poorly the Orioles are actually...
1: Make it back to the majors after that until 2016 because of injuries. And like he's still young. He, I think he just
0: recently turned, not recently, but he, this, this is his age 27 season. So he's still got time to figure it out. Uh, last year he went, uh, this, the poor soul went 7 and 14 with a 479 ERA. Um, but he still posted two and a half WAR, which you know, given those you know just peripheral stats, isn't too bad. Um, but I think he's just been plagued by yeah. injuries, so the home run ball, and the fact that he's just played for
1: a terrible. He had Tommy John surgery. Then he had all sorts of shoulder problems. They had the back area of his, and shoulder. then he had a yeah. back issue. Twenty fifteen, yeah. That back shoulder area, yeah. So I mean, he just, yeah, injury injuries killed this guy. I mean, and it's a testament to him that he's that he's been able to accomplish what he has, because you know we've seen so many pitching prospects fall victim to these injuries. So,
0: like, it's not like he's going to a team that values starting pitchers. He went to the Angels. But I think yeah. he'll be like a solid four starter in
1: Anaheim, and I think yeah, can, I, mean, I think the Red Sox could definitely can come get in value and out of him, eat some in- They can come in and eat some innings for you, and it won't kill you. I mean, you know, he's a. Like
0: I think he'll have a long and productive yeah. career because yeah, I think he's, he's had to learn to pitch I to contact because of all this have injuries.
1: made him a better pitcher even though he's he's not as good of a thrower as he was when he was drafted Mm -hmm. yeah so in 2011 so this so he was so good in high school and in 2011 he became the first baseball player to win the Gatorade athlete of the year award so not just so not just Gatorade baseball player of the year he was named Gatorade really? High School Athlete of the Year. His senior, his senior year of high school. That I did not know that.
0: I mean, I, I just remember yeah. never just hearing about this guy all the time. And it's a shame it hasn't worked out for him yeah. because so, he seems like a perfectly
1: in nice thirty guy. innings with. Um, in low A ball in 2012, he had an ERA of zero. Hitters were five for 94 against him. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I really yeah, don't know this what This guy was, like, that's just on his way to being really, really, really
1: good. The injuries him. got him. All right, so the 20th pick as we reach the hour I'm mark sorry. here. or um, getting close to the hour mark. Tyler Anderson was the pick originally to the Colorado Rockies. Uh, left-handed pitcher out of Oregon. So I got a bunch of different dudes that I could take here. But I'm going to go with your guy from the New York Mets, Brandon, Brandon Nimmo. Oh. Um Nimmo, another so guy happy. that we don't really hear about a whole lot nationally, another guy that has struggled a little bit with, with consistency and with injuries. I mean he only had 199 at bats last year. Um But you know when he's when he's on his game he's he's a good hitter. In a, in twenty eighteen Hit 263 with an OBP of four oh four, slugged four eighty three, um OPS plus of one forty eight. Yeah. Posted posted four point two war. He was so good that year. Only I mean another four. guy that yeah, I mean consistency has been an issue for him, but a lot of that has to do with injuries. You know, he plays for the New York Mets. Injuries are a rite of passage. <laughs> I mean, you you are are well. You're <laughs> you right. Yeah, you're you're well familiar with that. At this no, point. I hear I I hear nothing yeah, I mean, but I'm facts. Not that when he's healthy and when he's on his game, he's he's a pretty good ball player. You, you got that right.
0: No, he is. I, I was really yeah, looking I'm... forward to him playing this season. <laughs> Him and Michael Conforto and then like COVID nineteen the screwed outfield. everything up. Yeah, and they're like they're pretty yeah. average defensively, <laughs> which is something we haven't had in the outfield in forever. <laughs> oh Lord. I, I'm not. I don't even want to talk about that organization at the moment. I'll just cry. All right, so for number for the twenty first pick. Uh, the Blue Jays originally took Tyler Beatty out of Lawrence Academy, and he did not sign for them. So hopefully, we'll get more value out of this guy. Uh, I had 21 a twenty-two. I'm on my going he was to take. Like I really had
1: no idea what to do with him. He wasn't necessarily. He uh, is a former
0: public enemy. enemy of the Nationals for all anything. the bad reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he didn't do anything that was just like not as much as so disruptive that. that I openly disliked him it was just like he was like symbolic of the nationals inability to find homegrown pitchers that could pitch competent relief innings like we could develop starting pitchers with the best of them but we could not get relievers but he actually has a pretty good legacy in dc because he got a sean doolittle
0: Yeah, that is true. I mean, and like I don't know how the A's do it, but, but again, they took your trash and turned it into their treasure. In twenty eighteen, he went nine and two as a reliever, eighty in a third innings pitch, one hundred strikes. Seventh round, two hundred and
1: twenty sixth overall. Was he? He so he was Before the 2013 season, he was traded to the Nationals in a three-team deal. The Nationals got A.J. Cole and Ian Kroll. I know who A.J. Cole is because he actually pitched a little bit for us. Do you even know who those Um, people are? Oakland received John Jaso, and the Mariners got Michael Morse. And Michael Morse, I do remember. Michael Morse was another guy who was pretty good on those really bad teams. You gave, I think you we, gave the Athletics yes, Jesus Lazardo in that trade. Didn't
0: we give them Sheldon News too? I didn't. I, th- I did not know he was drafted by the Nationals.
1: You did give them Sheldon because I. Think How at at did you know that? I've never heard of this experience. guy in my life. And I remember at one point in this season when Doolittle was struggling, I went back and looked at that. I went back and looked at that trade because I felt like self-loathing, and I was like, "Wow, we really gave up all of this for Sean Doolittle, for Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen, and then Sean Doolittle helped us win a World Series, and I don't care anymore."
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> you have absolutely
0: no regrets, but. Yeah, his ERA that season was lower than his whip. I that's that's yeah. insane to me, and I really hope he, he figures it out he because plays for the Dodgers he's got RR, right? some didn't they sign touches him? And I really like watching the, him the A's DF He does play for the Dodgers, and that is, this, mm-hmm. this, this is fun thing. fact his nickname is Balake, and I find that incredible. I love that. That is that's the name he puts on, but the yeah, he was really gosh. Players.
1: I didn't know, I didn't really know what to do with it because that too. he. I mean, yeah, his one great season was really, really great, but he's only had one great season. Okay, so yeah, what pick are we on now? Twenty? No, twenty-two.
0: Uh, okay, so the, no, so we this are on twenty-two. The yes, Colton you had the card pick
1: originally, pick. right? Okay, so I am going to go with another reliever. Here. Yes. And I'm gonna go with Ken Giles. So he was like Trinan, originally a seventh oh, okay. pick. Went fifteen. went 15 picks after Trinan. Um 241st overall to the Phillies. Um, he's another guy who's whose rep has kind of taken a uh, a hit because of some of his most public failures. Um, well, I'm more thinking of, you was mean it him 2017 in, in the, the playoffs with the Astros where he stunk up the joint? Yeah. Um, but he was a, yeah, he was a good was reliever
0: 2017.
1: when he was with the Phillies. Um, Didn't the Phillies get Vince Velasquez for him? Uh, in
0: 2015, the Phillies traded Giles and Jonathan Aruz for Mark Appel, Vince Velasquez, and Brett Oberholzer. Tom Eshelman and Harold Aruz as well.
1: Um, but 2018, um, but after he got traded by the Astros, he got traded for Roberto Ozuna. Unfortunate thing to have your name connected to. Um, but he's been back to being, I mean, he was yeah. really, really good. For the Blue Jays in 2019, um, had a 1.87 ERA, um, ERA plus 244, which I know ERA plus can get skewed sometimes for relievers. Um, his FIP was 2.27, WHIP mm-hmm. exactly one. He his strikeouts per nine innings 14.1. I mean this struck out ton of guys wow he posted two and a half war as a reliever and we know that war doesn't really like relievers um has never made an all-star team yeah is a world champion that 2017 astros team say what you want about the validity of it um but yeah i mean this this is a guy who is and he's a versatile reliever too he appeared in 53 games had twenty three saves, so he's a guy that has kind of started to fit the bill of a modern reliever. You just kind of put him in whenever you need him, and he can get you, and he can get you some outs. Um, he is pretty much a one inning guy. Fifty three games, fifty three innings. Yeah. Hey, a closer is a closer. A good closer, man, is, is just there to Isn't necessarily job. valuable right. because of how good he is. He's valuable because of how bad he isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Oh. So number 23, I'm very excited because this is the Washington Nationals pick.
1: Which, that doesn't go- sound
0: good. But you guys originally took Alex Meyer the out Spain's of Kentucky, right-handed, right-handed pitcher. And I'm really tempted to just, you know, <laughs> keep that pick or go with, like, Grayson Garvin. But I'm not going to be mean. I, this is, um, is going to be a guy who, like Kevin Pilar, is not going to give you much offense, on but my board. is outstanding defensively. I'm going Nick Ahmed. See, I didn't have Ken Giles on my board, so I found that really interesting. But he's he's a guy that, like I said, is going to give you absolutely elite defense. Won two gold gloves in back-to-back years in 2018 and 2019. Um, well deserved too. He put his career defensive WAR is 10.8, and his career offensive WAR is 2.6. So obviously, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get him. You're going to get elite defensive innings out of him. 4.3 WAR in
1: 2019. The they, position
0: I, that you probably need the most elite defense from. How-
1: how good he was defensively. Yeah,
0: it's, a good, it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, it's good. No, like, it's like I said, like, he's, he's not going to hit anything. His he was close OPS plus to is seven league average, six, which means 19, he is 24% worse than league average at hitting. Yeah, and I think, I think he'll, well, I think he'll,
1: can't, he'll can't, Work again, on that more, short mostly stop, because he plays in Arizona. If your offense is, like, low is very average, but you're one guard. of the best defenders in the game at your at shortstop, I mean, you take that. I mean, Ozzy Smith, one of the best shortstops of all time, was not one of the best shortstops of all time because of his bat. Yeah, no, I had exactly that one completely slipped I, by me. I forgot how good defense. he was defensively. Another guy for the Nationals. I think he uh, did a good job. If I do say so myself. Um, realistically speaking, you know, with the the way their team's constructed right now, maybe he plays shortstop. You slide Trey Turner over to second, and that still works. Um, yeah, that works yeah, perfectly. So you just, okay, just so got to put him at the, the bottom 24th of the order. Fourth pick, yeah, which was the Tampa Bay Rays. We've got this pick we as compensation for the Red Sox signing Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford, one of the most underappreciated players of our generation, by the way.
0: Yeah. He definitely did not benefit from not living in the I'm not right
1: even going to try and pronounce the name of the guy they took. They took a pitcher out of high yeah, school. Yeah, he was really good. Who I have... Yeah. Yeah, he's in the Rangers organization. Geri- Geri- them, it's very uh, Italian. He has a career ERA of 5.5 5 in the big leagues. Did not pitch in the big leagues for the Rays. Um but anyway, I digress. Um so I'm going to pick a guy that I had ranked way too high on my board to begin with. But I'm gonna take him now because he's a guy that appears to be ascending, and that is Tyler Class Now I
0: had him 28. I'm gonna be honestly, completely honest. Before there. we For started, reasons I, I fully can't expected even explain to
1: explain to myself, but I had him ninth originally.
0: Is that the guy you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, I had him. I had like, him between Lake Snell and Trevor Bauer. Really too <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing.
1: Like, oh my God. I was remembering in my brain how good he incredible. was last year before I went and looked at his baseball reference page. And I went, oh, wow. He wasn't as good as I thought he was. He pitched 60 innings. <laughs> Because he only pitched, like, he what? was what? Yes, games? he was... If I remember...
0: Didn't he play in the if playoffs, If I remember
1: though? correctly, he was pretty nasty in the playoffs. Okay, that's why I remember him so Let's far. see. Oh. Yeah, game I was going to say he had a 7.71 ERA. Because Game 5 season. was the game he started tipping pitches. Oops. <laughs> I remember he was... Well, he's a guy who... Yeah. Well he's a guy who um I mean it's a he's kind of like it's a, a good product of the whole of this whole analytics movement of not letting guys face third time through the order. Um yeah, like he made twelve yeah. starts. And the Rays and are and like sixty and two thirds innings, so averaged pretty much five innings a start. Um in those twelve starts he had a one point seven eight RA. Posted two and a half war. Yeah, no, I had forgotten just how much he was injured. like, I thought he threw more than sixty innings.
0: Yeah, no, me the too. It's kind of like didn't when I looked that up, I was like, with him. no
1: way. I thought um, that was a lie. They didn't know whether or not that they, they, you know, they kept bouncing him between the bullpen and the rotation, which was just not good for him. The Rays got him in that ridiculous Chris Archer trade. And because and because they're the Rays, they have made him good. Um, oh my God!
0: See, I would feel bad for Pirates fans like about that trade because it was him, Tyler, Met- uh, not Tyler, Austin Meadows, and Shane Bass yeah, yeah. for just Chris Archer. But then I remembered exactly. they have both the Steelers and the Penguins to root for, and yeah. so all oh, my sympathy for them is gone. If there's any Pirates fans that yeah. ever listened to this, also, my sincerest apologies. If you're I have old nothing enough, against you. it's just I, You had Roberto
1: sick. Clemente for 20 years. Exactly. Like and You yeah. also had Barry Bonds. Yeah. And hey, you got a new front office they have had and a new manager. Incredible so, players play for them. You know, maybe things will turn around for you. They were also a really fun team that never won anything. <laughs> Things are looking nowhere but up, because they, yeah, when they had McCutcheon and, uh, gosh, who else did they have? Oh, when Josh yeah, I mean, McCutchen was good, um, Starling Marte was at the peak of his powers. They had they had Gary Cole. Yes. Yeah, they had Russell Martin. They had some. Other, didn't they have a couple other pitchers who were pretty decent?
0: They had Russell Martin too, who was still really
1: yeah. good. But I just remember the. Well, and I, and I remember that year. I mean, I'm I sure they year, did. What was it, There's... 2015, when like? But they never made it past the Cardinals the wild card won 100 games, games, the Pirates won 98, and the Cubs won 97 or something like that. <laughs> Pirates lost in the wild card game, even though they had the second best record in baseball.
0: Yes, yes,
1: yeah. And then uh, in 2014, they got mad bombed.
0: Yes, that that was indeed the year. I think that. They... But the year before yeah, that, they actually, the didn't they reports. win the wild Hold on, give me a second. 2013 and a wild card game? Yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely won that wild card game 6-2. And then...
1: Yeah, I but anyway, guy no. They that though, cause
0: if they did, still I would not be able to remember
1: He's 26, it. so he's still got some time. Um, If he can stay healthy, then the Rays can continue to work their magic on him. Who knows? I mean, because he was looking like a potential Cy Young winner the first month of last year. Yeah, like, he was really, really good until he Yeah, got the here. first
0: 60 and two-thirds innings he pitched. All right, so... What pick are we at? We're at 25. Yeah. The San Diego Padres League. originally took Joe Ross, Joe Ross, um, long-time national favorite most, out of
1: who's most famous for Bishop being O'Dowd High
0: trade. uh, School. Absolutely. Uh, so here... I might I'm going to throw a name out that I I'm not I sure if you have him, him on your on board, board. He like was once, one that I feel was like flicks. once I say
1: it you'll remember. So I had I'm taking one on my big board if I'd had 32 or 33 he might have made it but he was another guy that I just I didn't know what to do with him. He um
0: he has a career in point 1 work not too bad. Um he's one of these guys that has really not benefited from the whole launch angle era because he's another guy that just mainly pitches to contact. But he wins a lot of games. Um, 17-9 like and 9 in 2017, and he led the NL in games started. But he, like I said, he really only pitches to contact. Listen yeah. to this. 191 yeah, in the third the innings strikeout. pitched, 124 strikeouts. Yeah, I mean. I mean, but yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll give a, you innings.
1: Decent innings either, and if you get that at the end of the first pick. round, It's not bad. Okay, so... Mm -mm. This is the 26th pick. You are up, Sorry, The Red Sox... This was a comp pick that they got after the Rangers signed Adrian Beltre. They did not get good value for this pick because they took Blake Swihart. I think it's safe to say they did not get that value back. Who had one of the more... Public falls from grace in terms of prospects recently. Again, because of again because of who we played for. Um. So yeah, they I took mean, Swihart. My God, who I am obviously not going to take. So I'm going to take a guy. He's a catcher known more for his new, known more for his defense, but has become a pretty decent hitter. I think. That- um, and that is James McCann. I think I know who that is. Yeah, so he's a guy that I honestly, for yep. the first couple years, of his career, I had him next to His board. name on the Tigers, I would go. Brian McCann doesn't play for the Tigers. <laughs> but I mean, but he's like he made the All Star team last year. <laughs> um,
0: no, honestly, same.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's also a testament to like how just OPS plus one and nine. Of value nowadays. Uh, let me see if I can find his defensive stats. Yeah, so he threw out thirty-one percent of um, would-be base stealers, which league average was twenty-seven percent. He's been above average on clot stealing rates every full every year of his career. Um, in twenty sixteen, he threw out forty-five percent of base runners. So. I mean the guy is, you know, he's a he's a good defensive catcher. Um, finally had a had a good year at the plate last year. I mean the the White Sox got got pretty good value. getting him up because um the pi- the Tigers I believe they DFA'd him, and then the the White Sox signed him for two and a half million. And then they retained him for five point four million for this year. Um, so yeah, again, not a not a flashy pick. By the way, you want to know who his number one most similar batter is on Baseball Reference? Travis Darnot. New York I know Mets I legend.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. I might throw up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I might throw up. That's a name I had not wanted to think about in a very
1: long time. Yeah. He was always – Because, my God. He was the guy. He was one of those guys that was always two years, two years was like, away from me. Oh, two if he just away. stays healthy and then he never stayed healthy. Right. Noah Syndergaard wasn't even the he centerpiece when He was asked.
0: the centerpiece of the R.A. Dickey trade. He yeah. was, yes. Noah Syndergaard was thrown into that trade, essentially, because we really wanted Travis Darno. My God. <laughs> and he was actually, I'm getting pretty like good. PTSD flashbacks from how many times he struck out with runners uh, in scoring position.
1: All right. Well,. Yeah, he was good for the Braves, too. I don't understand understand it. It's just the Rays, and the Rays are like the A's. They make Joe Schmo a decent major (laughs) leaker.
0: Yeah, they do. Okay, and I'm sorry. He has the worst nickname in baseball. His nickname is Lil D. (laughs) I'm sorry. He has the worst nickname in baseball. I I have to point that out before we move on. All right, so 27. This is my second to last pick. Uh, originally, the Cincinnati Reds took Robert Stevenson
1: Al-hamber. out
0: of Al- Alabama. <laughs> I could not pronounce that even if I tried. Uh, high school in Cal, Yeah, Alhambra High School in California. Uh, he still plays for the Reds. Uh, he is still pitching for them. Um, but... I'm going to go with a slight upgrade. I'm only saying slight because he's been ravished by injuries, but if he was healthy, I, I think he'd still be really good.
1: Because of injuries.
0: And that's the centerpiece of the Onus Cespedes deal to the Mets, Michael Fulmer.
1: Yeah. yeah 9.7 more. Like when he was healthy. It's
0: in just, just basically two seasons of work. Yeah, he, ain't not
1: healthy.
0: he ain't healthy anymore.
1: And I'm not sure he's, and he's kind of at the point where we're not. And really that was his sure rookie year, year too. Healthy again.
0: But yeah, he ain't healthy. Yeah, I mean he's. Yeah, he was yeah. really good, and I really enjoyed watching him pitch, because he had a really nice changeup. Well, and I was really annoyed when he started doing long, well, because I was like, of course, because you know Cespedes gets hurt. You 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 make you that know, try the guy 10 we times traded 10, though, because him because of what
1: because of what Cespedes did pitching in out of his mind. Yeah, oh one hundred percent. Well, and I still remember. When they traded, when yeah, the but like, traded traded a little Verlander, part of me like, was like, "Are you? I oh, will be got fine." Be Michael Fulmer's our new Verlander. You know, he's our, he's the, he's the new ace we'll build around. And then, and then bad luck. And then bad yeah. luck said, "No, thank you."
0: Send so that one to freezing cold takes. I mean, like you can't really. Prevent injuries from yeah. happening. You could you can do so, only do so much before like injuries 20, happen. Because injuries
1: happen all Yeah, the so 28th pick, which was originally the Braves, took Sean Martin out of Florida State. And this is another pick. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with it. He had home on the take Mets, another, I'm gonna take another New York Met. I, I'm gonna take Seth Lugo. Remember the Hugo is a guy that, that he's another guy that if it weren't for the like, years would pick be a line, really, really actually. good. I was gonna say and once the Mets moved into the bullpen, like he has become and he's still very like good. a good like, reliever. More or less below like he was below average his only year his only full year as a starter, um, which was twenty seventeen. But like he, he had a good year as a reliever last mm-hmm. year in. I will agree with that. In eighty innings, had a two point seven zero ERA. Um, struck out eleven point seven for every nine innings. His WHIP was under one. His FIP was a, was the exact same as his ERA. Um, ERA plus of one fifty. Six and a half walk, six and a half um, strikeout to walk ratio. Um, another guy that hasn't won any awards and probably won't but you know I, he's a guy that's that's gonna be an above average reliever for you I mean he had 2.4 war which again for for a reliever um war doesn't always like relievers it's a pretty good number <laughs> yeah and he uh and he, he pitched well our for only the reliable uh, relief pitcher last the year. the Puerto Rico team in the the last world baseball Classic. I think he did. I think they used him out of the bullpen, too. I think he started the final of that game. If the I final remember. game of
0: that uh, World Baseball Classic. Yeah, because
1: the U.S. just decided, eh, we're on a mission. Yeah, and I think he got shellacked. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he even had six saves last year. But that
0: that surprised me more than anything.
1: Edwin Diaz says, oh, you traded your top Yeah, because Edwin Diaz months. decided to just now.
0: not be good. Like, who, who's your, who's your top, top pitching, pitching and our top hitting prospect? I'm F- getting a I migraine. I that he even existed. Uh, Justin Dunn. Yeah. He was, oh, well, I think the guys it, you're gonna like, are going to miss more of the guys I mean, traded he traded for Marcus Stroman. He will become elite, but he, what, he's not bad. See, I kind of it depends on a few there, but him. also like I feel like we'll get into this guy where like if the prospects we traded for him,
1: like yeah, so we'll see. I yeah, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, but the question is, the question is, will the will the, will Pond, to the, to like the he the likes like New in, in New York, so that's a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably not. They're gonna look at him and be like, "He's shorter than us. We don't want him on our team." <laughs> All right. So enough from enough making fun of me. So
1: who with was, my we final really pick of the twenty ninth, the like San Francisco Giants contusions.
0: originally took a Joe Panic out of St. John University.
1: I remember who, when we played when we played the Giants in the twenty fourteen. Yeah, playoffs, he he's a guy that's awesome Joe Panic was the most annoying injury. human being alive. Because we just, like, he wouldn't hit, like, he wouldn't go up and hit home runs or whatever. It was just, you could not get, yeah, you could, yeah, you could not get that dude out. He'd have very long
0: at-bats. All right. I'm not going to be taking Joe Panic here. But I will be taking a guy who I think was good. Or at least average for And he was another guy that he, I didn't
1: even have on my board And I didn't fell
0: know what to off do with him because again of because of injuries. Yeah. So that is uh, Travis Shaw. Um nice. yeah, he was drafted in the ninth round. So and he has a career nine point four war. You know, that's that's pretty decent. O- OPS plus career one oh three. Uh, his best year was twenty eighteen, where he was finally healthy and consistent for not 2018, 2017, where he was consistent. Uh, He batted 273 that that year, Uh, 31 home runs, 101 RBIs, Um, and played decent defense at the hot corner. Um, But unfortunately, we haven't seen much of him because of how injured he's gotten. Um, But other than that, like, like I said, nine point four career war, and that's adding on to the fact that he had a
1: negative one point two. Yeah, last a fine year. pick. When he's at his best, he's a good he's a good hitter. So, the question at, is, at the end of the first round, like that's the first guys yeah. Have the injuries taken away his ability to be at his best anymore. Um so now, so we're gonna go into the it's up to me with the last pick. The twins had this pick originally, thirtieth overall. They took Levi Michael, a shortstop, out of the University of North Carolina. Another failed Carolina guy. Dude, he sounds like some random dude I'm who would have played soccer I'm sorry, but his name with... just
0: sounds like one of the randomly created players you like <laughs> would find in like NCAA
1: football. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like some random Yaks kid that we would have played soccer 100%. With. His middle name is Bert, too, and I find oh. that hilarious. But anyway, with this pick, oh, but so there's a that... bunch of dudes that I could take here, none of whom really inspire that much glory and confidence, so I'm going to make a bit of a sentimental pick here, um, and I'm going to take Joe Ross. Yeah. So, the career numbers for him are not real pretty.
0: I, I kind of figured um, when she said sentimental, I was like, "He's like a strong Watching him
1: up close and personal, basically since his career started, because the Padres traded him before he made it to the big leagues. Injuries have—he's healthy now, but injuries have really robbed him of a couple of years. Because um, he had Tommy John in 2018, I think. Yeah, he only appeared in three games in 2018. Didn't make it back until into to twenty nineteen and it really wasn't until the end of the season and going into the playoffs where you finally where where Joe Ross would finally get the ball and you wouldn't be scared. Um so he's finally back to what he was his first couple of years. His first two years in the big leagues, um 2015, he appeared in sixteen games, made thirteen starts, had an ERA of three point six four ERA plus of of 109. His FIP was actually lower than his ERA. Um, Not a big strikeout guy. His career strikeouts per nine is 7.9. But in 2016, which was his last year where he was completely healthy. Actually, I think it might have been 2017 when he had Tommy John, and then he came back at the end of 2018. I'm not sure. Um, But anyway, 2016 was like his last full year before he started having the health problems. And in 19 starts, he had a 3.43 ERA. Um, posted 2.0 war that season. I mean, this is a guy that, like, when he's healthy, as he, I think he finally is, you can be perfectly comfortable with him as your fifth starter. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy that, um, I think he'd be if he is starting, like I'd love to have gonna him. Gonna moments, let him face the lineup the third time most of the time. Um, but he's also pitched out of the the bullpen some. He, I, in my opinion, he's better as a starter than than out of the bullpen. But he can bounce back and forth. Um, you know, he was on the active roster. Like he wasn't just on the forty man for the World Series team. Like he actually pitched in the World Series. Uh, yeah, he filled in for for Max Scherzer when Max Scherzer woke up the morning of. Game five and couldn't move. No, I remember that. Um and he pitched okay. I mean he pitched okay. Um, hang on, let me look at his his postseason stats. Yeah, his, his postseason stats aren't are pretty, but um you know, he he's a perfectly capable fifth starter when when he's healthy and and he's got some sentimental value to me because he won a World Series and he was part of the trade that got a stray turner. yeah
0: i mean yeah especially at the end of the first round with yeah. how all right so that before you go you know you can is there anybody left the big board like, that
1: wasn't drafted okay you go through yours and then i'll go through mine yeah i actually have a few
0: So I'm not really going to talk about him, but I'm sure you'll recognize the name. So the Joe guys Panic was one. On uh, Tommy LaStella, Archie Bradley, Austin, Chris Davinsky, and Austin. Amir Jones, the guys Garrett, on my
1: board. Archie Bradley, CJ Crone, and Brad Miller. Yeah, nice. exactly, and Amir That's Garrett, it. like. Again, um, like I recognize all those, which perfectly guy, and maybe Austin, perfectly fine MLB players, guys that could still potentially be getting better.
0: Yeah. All right. So I think that was a very productive podcast. 96 minutes later and 30 picks, we have redrafted the 2011 MLB draft. Um, no, yeah, if you made it to but through this I podcast, congratulations. Uh us we, we, we about- you know missed anybody I significant. I really don't think that- we I don't did. think
1: we said this at the top of the draft. Um, we but have. um but one thing that we didn't do was anybody who didn't sign, we didn't count. Cause there were some pretty good players that would have been drafted otherwise that didn't sign. Like Trey Turner, Luke Weaver, Brian Anderson, Aaron Nola. Um Eric Fetty, another national. Uh, but yeah, so anybody who didn't sign, we didn't, we didn't count that. But yeah, if there's anybody who, um, yeah, who you thought should have been left out, you can email us, Stephen and Sh- Stephen and Schweikert Show at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening with us. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.